Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EMG podcast. I'm joined again by our CEO Spencer Gore today and we will be discussing one of our favourite topics here at EMG which is all about personal development. Now as you might know, Gold has been set up to do just that. It's to educate and inspire farmer executives. So what better topic for us to discuss than personal development? So to start off Spencer, can you help our listeners understand the importance of personal development strategies and what it generally is? Uh, yeah, so one of the things we work on here is is having your 10,000 hours of purposeful learning. Um, so there's a there's a great book by Matthew Said that talks about that and if you want to become an expert at anything, you need to get those 10,000 hours in. So we, we look at doing that. We also look at things like marginal gains. So if you take sports, for example, you know, you'll have football teams. They'll have a tactical coach, but they'll also have a fitness coach, a nutritionist, a psychologist, and even uh, going to the extremes of Liverpool, I've heard this season, have got a throw-in coach. So they're looking at every possible area in terms of how they can improve that. And that's just little marginal gains or as uh, Sir Clive Woodward calls it the, the critical non-essentials. So basically, if you if you look at what you're doing, split it into a hundred different pieces, uh, and then try and improve each piece by half a percent, you'll get a fifty percent increase. So what what we're doing here is, is using the theory. Basically, if, if that works in sport, why wouldn't we try that in business? So, you know, for example, I have a mentors, I have business coaches, I have peer to peer support groups, and I do my own personal development on top of that as well. So using the same theory. That reminds me, just going back to what you said about the 10,000 hours, I read this amazing book on mindset, uh, which was written by Carol Dweck, and it essentially kind of makes you question, one of the questions they asked is, do you think that someone is born with the ability to dance, or is that something that anyone can learn how to do? And a lot of the more, I I don't quite remember exactly what the term was, but the more closed-minded people would say that actually, no, you know, you have to be born with that talent, it's not something you can learn. But it kind of just goes back to think that people with an open mindset will think, no, if you put in the 10,000 hours and you really invest in developing yourself or that one skill or multiple skills, absolutely anyone can do it. Um, so that just kind of reminded me of that. It's a great book, by the way. You obviously haven't seen me done. <laughs> well, did you put your 10,000 hours in no, That's a good point. Good. <laughs> and going back to this then, ha- how do you incorporate personal development into your own day-to-day lives um so as i said uh, we, I, I use a variety of different coaches i've got mentors that i see on a, uh, a sort of every quarter type basis i've got a business coach that i see every week uh, i go to peer-to-peer support groups so we'll have different sessions that we'll be looking at so it might be how to grow your business it might be how to expand into the u.s it might be how to look at digital marketing mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll we'll sit together and discuss how different companies are doing that um, and then in terms of my own personal development on top of that, it's really for me, um, it's books really. So I, I'll, if I'm on the train coming into work, I'll read a book. If I'm driving in, I'll listen to Audible. Uh, I know a lot of other people listen to podcasts and things like that. But for me, it's really just the, um, the, the Audible and reading books that I'm in. And going back to the, the mentoring that you just mentioned, because... For some people, hearing that a CEO and an owner of a company has got a mentor might be, you know, quite surprising. Uh, But would you say that it's having a mentor is valuable and beneficial for anyone, regardless of their status and where they're at? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's again, it's just having a it's having a coach, isn't it? If you're a sports person, you wouldn't expect someone like Usain Bolt, who who's the world record holder and the the, you know the best of the best at 100 meter sprints, not to have a coach just because he's already good. Mm. Uh, And that's the same principle. I think if you look in any business, whether you're just starting out or whether you're at the at the pinnacle of your career. You, you should always be looking to improve and, and to do that you need sometimes to get outside 
um, input into you know what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, mm. how you can improve. And sometimes it's good just to just to be able to talk to someone about some of the issues that have come up and realise that actually they're they're just everyday issues that happen in most companies. And you know yeah. the, the amount of business owners that I talk to of of companies that are smaller than us or, or way way bigger than us. And they all have the same sort of problem. It's just if it's a financial problem, there's slightly more or slightly less noughts on the end of it. And if it's staff, there's, you know, instead of it being 10, 20, 40 staff, it might be 100, 200, 400 staff. But it's the same sort of problem. Mm -hmm. So it's good to talk to other people and, and you know, realise you're not on your own and, and that, the, that there are solutions to these problems. And never stop learning as well, I guess. And uh, I think one of the main things about personal development and, and being able to, to develop yourself, I suppose, is having goals in place. So how do you structure your own personal goals? So I have uh, sort of three or four different layers uh, or levels, I guess you could call it. So I have my, you, you know, you, you, we call it our BHAG, which again, I think came from uh, uh, Achieve the Impossible, great book by uh, Professor Greg White. But he talks about his BHAG or his big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, and that's your long-term vision. So for us, that's to that's a sort of a 2025 is to become the go-to place for healthcare professionals in Europe. And then you build that down into your medium term and and your your shorter term. So a medium term, we'd be looking at your three to five years, and you'd set some goals for that and and have some rewards in place for achieving that. And then we we'll have a 12-month plan that we split into our quarterly. Um, targets and we, we review that each quarter and we'll look at our successes and our challenges that we've come up with and, and measure that against our critical numbers and then we'll put a 90-day plan in place for the next quarter to make sure we're, we're, we're doing everything we need to to hit the next targets um, and then once I've done that I'll set a default diary for the next quarter to make sure that I've built in enough time f for each one of the, the, the targets that we've set. Mm -hmm. Amazing. What about you? How do you structure your goals? See, I have always been very, very goal orientated, but I've also always been quite aware that life doesn't always go to plan and you need to prepare some kind of agility and be able to change things essentially. But that said, you should always have general goals in place so that that can help motivate you and drive you to perform in your job and help you get closer to where it is that you want to be. So for me, I've always thought about the top three things that motivate me. And then I structure my career goals and plan around that. For example, a few months ago, I believe you and I had a chat about my five-year plan, which I created, which was essentially about my career within this company. But again, there is this important element about not necessarily just relying on that and being able to set yourself goals that are quite flexible and agile um, to go with whether it is me changing my goals and my plans, my ultimate ambition, or just life happening in general. But uh, I think it's, it's very, very important to think about what motivates you and then for your personal goals and then um, form those goals around those motivations and how you can get there. Yeah, definitely. In, in very simplistic terms, it, it, it's like a sat-nav. It's very rare you just jump in your car and think you're going to go for a drive. You've normally got a, a destination that you're looking for, so that's your long-term vision. And then you, you, you type in the postcode into the sat-nav and it will tell you the, the quickest or the shortest route. But there might be an accident, there might be road work. So you have to be prepared to, to take diversions and go different routes. And actually, sometimes you might just say, look, actually, I've changed the destination. I don't want to go to, to, to Glasgow. I want to go to Edinburgh. So you're going to change mm -hmm. that as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you give me a real life example? Just share a story with me about a success and or a failure and what you've learned from that. Yep. So um, my first business I set up 10 years ago. Uh, although it was a profitable business and we were employing a few staff and it was ticking over nicely, 
myself and the uh, and my business partner had different values. They weren't aligned, and so neither of us were enjoying it as much as we should have been, really. So after four years, I walked away from that business, and six years later, uh, here here I am with the European Medical Journal, and we we learned a huge amount from what we did in the first business, and and what worked and what didn't work, and we've we've implemented what did work. And we haven't done the stuff that, that didn't work, and, and we've grown way quicker than we did with the last business. So it was, it was really a case of what I've learned is make sure your, your values are aligned to anyone else you're working with. That's probably uh, the, the, the key thing. And then secondly, it's always look at what, what's worked in the past and how you can improve it and what didn't work and, and try and cut that out. What about yourself? Have you got any uh, successes or maybe failures that you've learned from? I've got, I think I've got a big failure actually that uh, it always comes to my mind and I always cringe when I think back about it. But I think there's a lot to take away from it. In one of my earlier jobs when I first started off, um, I was asked to look after two people very, very early on in my career. I was performing really, really well. So management thought that it would be okay for me to take on two people and teach them and help them grow the way that I had done that quite quickly. But I was still so new to the world of business and had no management experience at all. And they didn't offer me that training. So it turns out I was really bad at it. I hadn't been trained uh, and I was still focusing 99% of my efforts on keeping up my own performance uh, and making sure that that doesn't slip. And it soon became so much that I left the company because I wasn't offered any support and I just didn't have the right mindset or experience at the time either. But that really taught me that even though I was offered a great opportunity, that I shouldn't just say yes to everything if I can truly not fulfill that promise and if it doesn't help me get to my own goals and progress at the same time. I basically tried to run a marathon without wearing the right trainers. So that definitely was a big, big learning curve and I have since kind of taken the time to develop those skills, etc., and make sure that I don't just jump at it if I don't have the full confidence that I'm able to do that. And again, it's important, as I said, to make sure that that will help you get a step closer to your goal as well and progress um, towards those you know goals that you've set yourself so that was certainly something that I keep remembering so we've already mentioned books earlier and and we now know that you love reading business books but what's one book that you've read that's really impacted you in some way well there's a couple really the the first book that was ever recommended to me by a business coach was a book called winning by Sir Clive Woodward and I'm not sure it even it would even class as a business book really but uh, I, I took huge amounts out of it and not not a big rugby fan, but the the book itself I just thought was fantastic, and it was about he how he went to to win the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, and it was all the the what he calls critical non-essentials, which we talked about earlier, and and that's sort of the same thing that Sir Dave Brailsford talks about in his marginal gains. It's just looking at those minute little details, and then another great book is um, Will It Make the Boat Go Faster by Ben Hunt Davis, who and it's all about him winning the Olympic gold in the rowing and, and how they just focused on will it make the boat go faster. If it didn't make the boat go faster, they wouldn't do it. It was as simple as that. So two great books, both sporting books, but both, <laughs> both very business-orientated as well. Amazing. One that I've read recently, well, I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm a very, very slow reader, but I can already tell it's going to be a staple for me. Um, it's written by a lady called Ferris Store. She's the editor of Cosmo magazine, and it's called The Discomfort Zone. I've always known that in order to thrive and progress, not only in your career, but in your personal life as well, you need to be able to set up out of your comfort zone. 
but reading Farah's own experience in the media world, which is quite relevant, but also getting other examples from gold medalists and successful entrepreneurs really opened my eyes just that little bit more. It just made me notice people's obsessions with being in their comfort zone from observing my family, from just watching people on the tube, etc. It's a really scary thing, actually, and I definitely recommend it. It'll change your attitude towards um, doing things the same, safe way and just makes you want to take a few more risks. So I would definitely recommend that. That's a great book. But, but talking of obsessions, there, I'm, I'm reading a, a book called Challenge Management by Vladimir uh, Klitschko, the world heavyweight boxer, or ex-world heavyweight boxer. And he talks very much about, you know, to be the best, you've got to have obsessions. And, th and there's mm -hmm. another great book by uh, Grant Cordone called Be Obsessed or Be Average. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, if you want to be the top of your game, you, you do have to be obsessed by what you're doing. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's... it's passion as well isn't it if you're not passionate about it and you're not obsessed with it then how are you going to succeed awesome you mentioned this very early uh, early in one of the first questions but can you talk to me about BHAGs um, and the coaching and mentoring outside of your role to help our listeners get to know you and your personal as well as business aspirations a bit better uh, yeah so the the, the, the the BHAG for the company is to become the go-to place for healthcare professionals I guess as, a, as a, a vision for us, what we're trying to do is to create a team full of gold medal winners. And so we want to be a bit like a, a, you know, a team GB where we're not the, the gold medal winner itself, but we're the one that's helped create a team full of gold medal winners, so a team full of Jess Ennis's and Mo Farah's and people like that. Mm. So w what really drives us and motivates us is to, is, 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 is to create gold medal winners. So that's what we're trying to do, obviously, with the aptly named Gold Magazine, uh, hence where the title came from, or part of the reason why the title came from. Um, but we want to do that. We want to work with suppliers, with clients, all of these people that want to be the best. And it's it's just having those, it goes back to having your, your values aligned with everyone else. If you're all singing on the same hymn sheet, it just makes life so much so much more fun. And, and you know, you're working together to, to achieve a common goal. What about yourself? Tell us a bit more about you. See, I, as I said, I'm very, very goal orientated. I have so many goals and aspirations. I've always been very, very ambitious since I was a child. And there is so much that I want to achieve. And I want to be able to one day either, and you know this from having, we've had these discussions many times before, I want to be able to either start my own business or run someone else's business for them. If it is the latter, I want to be able to still do some volunteering in my own time, which will allow me to educate young people about social media and finding a healthy balance with the online world, which is something that I'm very, very passionate about and the fact that it doesn't impact your mental health. So if there is a way that I could connect this with um, what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, that'd be amazing because it's something, as I said, I'm, I'm very passionate about. And you and I have had a conversation about this before as well, but another thing that I'm really, really drives me is my passion for the environment, and really the impact that deforestation has on the Amazon rainforest. So again, I want to be in a position where if I help someone else run their business, that in my own time, I'm able to go and do a bit of volunteering around that, uh, see part of the rainforest before it's almost completely done, etc. So as you can tell, there are a lot of things that I'm passionate about, but I'm also very good at making sure that I stay very focused and that I'm I'm not really unrealistic about my goals and the way that I'm going to get there. So yeah, just ways in terms of, it's it's again, it's very difficult for people to find ways that they can imp incorporate their own personal goals into their career goals. But I don't think it is that difficult. And I think you can absolutely make both of them work and, and have like a, a harmony among the both of them. So um, yeah, as you said, if you're obsessed, if you're passionate about it, you'll make it happen. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I was asked the other day, just describe what being an entrepreneur meant to me. 
Um, and, and for me, it's about having choices and being in charge of my own destiny. And I think that, that, that applies to anyone in any job, not just an entrepreneur. You, you, you've got a choice in life. You can, you, you can pick a job that you enjoy doing, but you can be passionate about saving the rainforest and you can just make sure you become obsessed with being as good in work as you possibly can to help you make enough money to, to put towards saving the rainforest. Absolutely. Hopefully one day I will. Um, but that was very insightful. Thank you so much for sharing your own experiences and background, Spencer. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully our listeners can take something away from that, from be that personal development to how you can set your own goals, etc. But yeah, that was very insightful. I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to the next one. Thanks for that, Sen. And it was great hearing a bit more about your BHAGs and your goals again. If you've been inspired uh, to learn more about personal development or to improve yourself, don't forget to sign up to the latest edition of Gold Magazine and the link is in the intro below. Thank you very much. Thank you and see you next week. <laughs>